This is the Pro-AV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration only on market scale. Nowadays, we put a lot of AV on the ones and zeros. They want more features, but they want to see less hardware. Welcome to MarketScale Pro AV. I'm your host, Sean Heath. All industries have a marketing component. I mean, otherwise, how do people find out what you do and how you do it and why you're the best at doing the thing you do? So the approach to marketing can change from industry to industry. That's common sense. But what doesn't change is the fact that ultimately it's just people communicating with other people. That's, that's pretty simple, right? Well, you might be wrong in thinking it's really simple. It's a very fine science that goes into the actual planning of how you're going to market what you do to people who need what you do. My guest today on the podcast is Mike Shear. He's the president of Downing Displays. Mike, how are you today? I'm great, Sean. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm very curious just from the jump. Marketing is usually a very face-to-face component. It's a relationship. You live in a digital world. That seems like it would be a really big challenge to maintain the face-to-face component of a digital universe. How do you approach that? Well, most of our customers approach it through trade shows where you do meet face-to-face and have the opportunity to present what you do or how you do it directly to the person that's visiting with you. And uh, today, Face-to-face marketing has never been more important. Companies take the opportunity to demonstrate what they do and beat uh, and and maximize uh, the face-to-face opportunity uh, in ways you can't do digitally. Well, is the digital age causing a fundamental change in the basic strategies of sports marketing, for example? It has in some aspects, in others it has not. You know, it's type of thing I can do one-on-one with you in a demonstration I just can't do digitally. One of the things that I know you deal with constantly is the fact that very rarely is someone accidentally successful. Um, You hear the term viral marketing, and sometimes viral marketing was planned. It wasn't accidentally a picture of an egg on Instagram. It was a carefully planned psychological presentation. What are a couple of things that companies have to remember when they're deciding on their strategy in today's digital world? The big thing when somebody is doing a show or an event, it's not just showing up and being there. There is a lot of time put into the pre-event, pre-show planning from who you want to talk to and what you want to talk about. Uh, There's also planning and uh, things that you do during the show that may not be in your space. Uh, And then obviously you've got the things that you want to do, the people you want to attract and speak to that are at the show. How important is a memorable experience at a trade show? Is Is there a way to put a number on it? There's a way to put a number on it. There is so much going on at a trade show that anything that you can do that makes the experience with your visitor more memorable just vastly improves the whole experience. 
Now, I know you probably have some very comfortable walking shoes because you cover a lot of miles at all of the trade shows that you go to. Are there still things today that you see when you're walking the floor that just make you cringe and you think, oh, that was such a strikeout? Well, there's people who put no planning into their space. But I think what's worse than anything you would do with the space planning is what the people working your booth space do. The most important person or thing that happens in the space is the people that you have telling your story. And if those people are on their phones, if those people are eating food, if those people are talking to fellow booth staff uh, employees, you're totally missing the boat. I'm reminded of a, of a Nike campaign from the 80s. Uh, with Andre Agassi, and he turns to the camera and he says, image is everything. You could tweak that statement, and it's still true today, and it's not necessarily image, it's presentation. How do you introduce yourself to the customer? First impressions are just as important as they have ever been. Without a doubt. And so in, in the space or at the event, the most important thing a company can do is have their people ready and looking very interested in talking to whoever approaches the space. At these trade shows, honestly, having worked in digital signage for a couple of years myself, um, a display is basically a display. It, it, a TV is a TV, an LED display, an LCD display, a projector. A display is a display, but while that is physically true, psychologically it's not true because there is a secret sauce that you have concocted that actually elevates what everybody else sees as a common display. And you have been able at Downing Displays to elevate it just that extra little bit. And it makes an exponential difference in the response that you get from people. That is correct. What we try to do today is to create an experience. And whether that experience is doing something or that experience is seeing some type of uh, motion visual that pulls you in, but it's something that creates memory. Just on a side note, and you talked about the difference between seeing and doing, are interactive displays as impactful as they were, or are they just expected now? I would say some of it's expected. It depends on the industry and the products that you are showing or telling the story about. Uh, when you think of an exhibit, all it is is a tool to help you tell your story, or it's a tool to help somebody experience your story. But that's really all you're trying to do. As these exhibits continue to become more visually stunning, more uh, attractive in the sense that they're pulling eyeballs in their direction. Do you see some trends as far as exhibit technology that give you some optimism? Well, I think one of the newest trends, which is really exciting, has been the ability to, instead of having a monitor that's fixed in size, uh, they're now making LED tiles that can be arranged in different shapes, different sizes, and you can run whatever story on those tiles you want to run. You're probably familiar with seeing those the most in stadiums, the way they do the uh, ribbon ads around the, the stadiums, and they can run images, they can run text uh, and put music to it. Those, that same application is going on in trade shows with great success. As we talk about trade shows, 
I couldn't even begin to count the number of days you've probably slept in Las Vegas. Not many hours at a time, but just a lot of days in a row. Las Vegas is generally considered, I think, the finish line for the debut of so many technologies, but sometimes it's also the starting line for the next big idea. That is correct. I mean, Vegas has become the lead trade show city in the United States for sure. And it's it's where people and shows go to see new ideas. And a good presentation in Las Vegas can literally be the make or break moment for a product line. It can. And so and that's where the competition is. Somehow you've got to stand out in the sea of other exhibitors. Is there a recent project that you've worked on that you can that you're at liberty to tell me about that you're especially proud of? Uh, it, just this past year, we built a new exhibit for Archer Daniels Midland ADM, uh, and that particular exhibit won the award by Exhibitor Magazine for the best island exhibit of more than a thousand square feet. Uh, we also part of that exhibit was a rental, and we also entered it in the rental competition, and it was a finalist in that competition as well. Hold on. It sounded like you said that the exhibit was a thousand square feet. I miss I misheard you, right? No, it was over a thousand. The exhibit was actually over three thousand square feet. Um, Mike, that's a house. Well, we've we have some people who've said to us that they can buy a house for less money than a trade show exhibit. <laughs> but they can't earn as much money from their house as a trade show can earn for a company. Well, and they can't take their house and dismantle it and put it into a truck and move it to another location. You know, that's also a good point. I'm, I'm curious. You've seen everything that happens in this space. What are a couple of things that you've seen that might actually surprise people about the industry? Maybe things that they don't realize just off the bat. There's many important considerations when it comes to the overall design and marketing approach and how the exhibit is positioned with the brand by the use of colors and textures, those strategies help attract attendees' attention. Also, the messaging that's on the exhibits, if it's done right, when the attendees approach the exhibit, the messaging is already creating questions that the attendees want to ask the exhibitor. It seems like there's a very solid psychological component but ultimately, it's not about manipulation. It is about communication. And I would feel that as you're having a strategy meeting, let's say you're meeting in, I don't know, February, and you're planning for the next big trade show, really, wouldn't the best baseline be to just ask, how would a human like to see this? It really isn't much more complex than that, right? It's pretty straightforward. I mean, when you start to think about whatever your offering is, you think about what are the questions that most of the people would have about this product or service, and then how do you position that? Is the most entertaining or exciting part of a project for you the initial meetings when the, all the crazy ideas are being thrown up against the wall to see what sticks? Or is it walking by an exhibit that you have been a part of and just seeing it just humming along seamlessly? From my standpoint, it's the whole journey. It's wonderful at the beginning, and then as you start to 
remove things because your ideas are coming more into focus on how this should look, how it should work, and then to the final product when we set the exhibit up on the floor. Uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Now, we've talked about Las Vegas, but I know that you've attended trade shows in other locations. Is there another location, another city, whether in the U.S. or, say, in Europe or anywhere around the world, that is a favorite? Do you have a favorite trade show? You know, I really don't. There are great shows in all the different cities, whether they're international, you know, in Europe, in Asia, or here. And so I think it kind of gets back to our clients, you know, the people that we work with. You enjoy those people and going on the road with them and uh, and helping them build their business. I know how incredibly crazy your everyday is. What's funny to me is I hear people uh, and they'll say, oh, well, you're just busy during exhibit season. You're just busy during trade show season. I don't think they really understand, Mike. There is no off season for you. Every day is a busy day for you because you know what? There's always another trade show. There's always another client. There's always another challenge. And there's always another success. That is true. I mean, that's they, the shows run constantly. And just like right now, here we are in August. We started working in July and June on shows that we're doing in the first quarter of 20. Mike, I really appreciate you taking the time today. I know that every day is another work day and another step towards the next show. And I really sincerely want to thank you for just taking a few minutes today to share your thoughts. It's been very interesting, and I would love to have an opportunity to chat with you once you get back home from the next trade show. Okay, Sean, it was great speaking with you. I enjoyed our conversation.